Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. We're getting back to life. Yeah. Yay. Do we sound convinced? (laughs) I don't know. We haven't talked about kids for a while. We haven't talked about kids for quite a while, and there's a reason for that. What's that reason? Well, we're going to talk about it now. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For about six months now, we have been concerned about what we might say about kids and how it might affect the rest of our world. Yes. Because about six months ago, or did we want to back up before that? Well, we probably could back up a little before that. The boy's mostly been with me. Number two child. Number two child has been mostly with me for the past... 11 years. 11 and a half years. I know it's not quite a half yet, but I'm counting it anyway. Uh, (laughs) He did go with his mother to Texas and then came back a couple months later. She was gone for a long time. She visited him a couple times last summer and... She took him to try and visit last summer and... He had to come back. You had to go get him on the 4th of July. It's Mm -hmm. almost 4th of July again. Oh my. It will be soon. Yep. So from that point until December... I don't I don't remember if she came to visit him for a couple of days or something, but I don't think so because I remember him being... I don't being, think so. He was very, very stressed because he hadn't seen his mother in a long time and he was stressed about it. He actually talked about it. And then you went to visit your sister at Christmas. Yes. And then after you came back, then his mother started coming back and stayed with your sister after you had left. Yeah. And her drive from... So that was in January. Yeah, she stayed with my sister. On her way back from her last set of treatments, she stayed with your sister, yes. Yes, and she was coming back here to move back here so that she could be with the boy uh, because that that was going to be, you know, the only way to do, Mm -hmm. to be around him was to be back here. So she came back, got back sometime in the middle of January. So then... She stayed with a friend of ours who often has people stay at their house. She is a foster parent and has numerous um, couch surfers. And also does some does hosting of foreign, you know, foreign yes, students she, and stuff like that. She, she does a lot of hosting. Let's put it that way. Yes. So, so. so when you knew that your ex was coming back and you were looking to find options for her to have our boy stay with her, you knew that this friend of ours was going to be a good... Kid-friendly. Kid-friendly host. Yes. She would have likely have a space available. And you and your infinite goodness did everything in your possible strength and I awareness. Cur- I now curse my infinite goodness all the time. Anyhow, <laughs> back to the story. Uh, so I only curse it on rare occasions. <laughs> I try to put it at a screeching halt and keep it there. I, I think you could make it slightly less infinite. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I want goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I just felt a little... I understand. Um, <laughs> you you have been very, very supportive towards this person who has taken advantage of you for a very long time, and you're coming to the realization of how much she has taken advantage of you. Yeah, and I didn't feel as taken advantage of before. No. I think, you know, because I was trying to do my best to help uh, my son have his mother available to him. Again, your infinite goodness. 
I'm silently cursing my, my infinite goodness. Okay, so back back to the problem. <laughs> so we had her, we offered and arranged and facilitated the arrangement of her staying with a friend of ours. Yes, and at my sister's. And, and at your sister's and... Etc. Neither of those went very well. Your sister said that when she came through, she seemed like a different person. Everybody knew there was something different. Yes. And she did stay in a lot of places on her way up here. Mm-hmm. So here's a boy who hadn't seen his mother in a long time, had been very distressed about it, and finally gets to see his mother. And what, she wasn't having him stay over right away because he's a bit of a handful. And our, our long-term listeners know this, but it might be worth repeating. Yes, this is a very she, challenging child. She didn't want to wear out her welcome too fast because she had to find housing. and She didn't want to bring this challenging child into other people's homes around their children. And so it was initially, uh, he was there a little bit. But then what happened was he did stay over. And I remember the sequence of events. He was supposed to come back to our house. And I said it was okay for him to stay because she asked if he could. And uh, things went very rough after that because she... I don't know. Do you want to explain at this point? Because we, we discussed this last night. And you might be clear on our discussion. I, I might. I might. And you'll have to correct any details that I miss because this is all third hand. This is what she told you and what you've told me. And what she told you may or may not have been entirely accurate. But he basically, his emotions got the better of him. He was probably up too late. And he was probably distressed and concerned about his mother coming and going. And, you know, it's that sense of, I've been holding in these feelings for so long, and I'm just going to let them all out. But Yes, then, and we didn't realize that at the time, but with some retrospect. Yes. And, and, so and more information. In hindsight, we can say, you know, this is what happened. But what she saw in that moment was her son was having a complete and total emotional meltdown, crying, sobbing for an hour or three, and would not admit that he was concerned about her, and so decided to pin it all on his favorite target, me. Yes, and admittedly, he he has had a rough relationship with you. He's had good points, you know. Mm Mm-hmm good connections with you, but but he's had more of a rough relationship with you. You're not his mother. I'm not his mother. And this is not uncommon of step-parenting situations where there's that competitive thing in the kid's brain, and it may be exacerbated by some competitiveness on the part of one or the other parent. And so we had reached a point that like, I didn't realize until we started interacting again the other day, where I would enter a room and he would immediately offer some exasperated or frustrated or aggressive gesture about half the time, whether it was an eye roll. I'd say three quarters minimum. Whether it was an eye roll or a stutter step that's an aggressive like posturing thing or, you know, immediately leaving the room or something like that where he had reached a point where I would give him a sandwich and instead of saying thank you, he would say, my mommy said, or my mommy makes, or my mommy does, or I don't like. Right. And you and, you would say... And I would say, your mommy does the thing. Okay. Right. Just acknowledge what he said and then go on back to, or I would suggest what he, you know, would have appropriately with good manners, like an 11-year-old said, oh, you mean thank you? Grandma did that to him this morning. That's great. Yeah. 
So, you know, by this point, he has got this competitive thing in his head. And I probably have not been dealing with it as in whatever way I was doing. No, I mean, I did notice and I and I did talk to you about he didn't like it when you kept talking. The other two mm-hmm. say uncle if you keep talking and he just gets madder and madder. Mm-hmm. And so you were trying to talk less, but you're still trying to figure out how to then get him to manage himself in whatever situation you would have been talking to him about. And that was the thing we were trying to work on then. And I, we were trying to work on getting a better relationship, but we were not realizing until all of this exploded just what a problem was happening in his head and in his understanding of these relationships. Yes. And his mother was very reactive, as you would expect any parent who thinks somebody's abusing their child would be. And the shit really hit the fan. Yes. So so she texted you and said... And then she called me and, and she said, you know, he was up and he's saying all these things. And she was very riled up about it, thinking that you were abusing her child. And I never saw her like this and I never saw him like this. You know, his posture was scared. He was crying. In hindsight, we can see that it's the fear of losing his mother again. It's the scared of being called out for misappropriating his concern. It's the... Well, that could be it. We don't We don't know that for sure. We don't have a, a, a map of, you know, what's going on in his head. But, but we do know that that's a, a large possibility and that, that he had a lot of stress. And in not having a good relationship with you, that wasn't helping. Correct. So the next thing we know, we've got the school and we've got the authorities and we've got people interviewing us and... We've really got a big ordeal going on. So she took this idea that he was saying I was being mean to him, and she ran with it and turned it into me being a horrendous person that has abused her child. She has told all of our friends and family that she has pictures of his injuries. Nobody mentioned it to me. They probably don't want to. No. She would say... She they, would they, say... They have said that they don't feel that them mentioning it to you would be fruitful because they feel that you will take her side and defend her regardless. I will say, show me the pictures. That's what I will say. Yes, I know. (laughs) Um, She would say to me that you were not, you were unkind to her for many years, including in front of him. And that that was, you know, another reaction of hers. And she would say, all these other people in my life didn't like things that you did and weren't going to tell me and that they should tell me because they talked to her about it. And they didn't want to hurt my feelings. That's why they weren't telling me anything. And I said, well, if this is about our son being mistreated, then they should talk to me because that's about a child. That's not about my feelings. Yeah. And that's wrong of them. Right. So granted, maybe this person and that person didn't collaborate with with each other. But if they had any concerns at all about his well-being, they should talk to me. Yes. So then once we had all these people from various agencies in our life, Mm-hmm. We, well, as soon as she said there's a problem, I said, okay, I won't have him around Jess alone. Right. And then she said, okay. And then shortly, like within hours after that said, no, I'm not okay with that. I don't want him there at all. And didn't want him at our house and wanted him with her. And without this other problem, I'm okay with him always being at her house because always, always wears out. And then he comes home. It does. It does. So I was, okay, well, that's fine. Because if she was very, very reactive, I've never seen her like that. And 
I was trying to get, you know, some bearings on this situation for quite a while. And if someone accused you of hurting our kids, it would take me a while to figure out what the hell was going on too. So understandably, and it hurt like fuck, but for a while you were isolating yourself from me, from everything, just to figure out what was going on. I, my head was spinning so much and I couldn't get it to stop. I couldn't like grasp onto the, the, the merry-go-round was out of control, like a apocalyptic nightmare. You yes. know, one of those things you, that you, you lay down to dream and you go to the nice ride and all of a sudden there's clowns. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, and I did tell you, I said, look, this situation, I, I can't understand it, but but I did say to you exactly that. I would hope that you would do the same thing and try to figure it out mm-hmm. and not just accept what you already think, but question what you think. Because that's where things go wrong with kids getting hurt, is yes. somebody doesn't look at the situation and say, hey, could there be something I was missing here? And both of us working for the government have seen this process happen. Yes. And, you know, so I mean, I think that's completely rational, but in the meanwhile... My head was spinning too because you are the most stable thing in my world, and all of a sudden you're not there. I was so not stable. <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> I had none. You had none. And I was, you know, once you and number two's other mom got things a little bit sorted and he wanted to come and hang out with you again, then I ended up having to find other places to stay because with the government involved, there's, I can't even be in the same house with him. Well, and you and I decided that from the beginning, the best way to handle this, if there's accusations of a problem, is to keep you guys separated until it's solved. Right. And most people that we had helping us figured this would take a while. Some of them that are closer to us and trust us with managing our lives and our children thought it should happen faster. Yes. And then we got more professionals involved because everybody needs a therapist at this point. Yes. And those people all said, oh, this is going to take a while. Yeah. And so you tried to bring our boy over here and have me go, you know, I I was playing musical houses for a while. I stayed with some friends and then our adopted grandma said that I could stay with her. And then his mom, the boy's mom says, well, he doesn't want to be there ever because it's too much of a reminder of Jess and he's scared that she's going to be there. Yeah, that was one of the many things that she said that I was like... Really? Okay. I'm going to I'm going to roll with it because arguing with her at any point just made her more explosive. Yeah. And I didn't want further allegations. Right. And at that point though, it starts to send up red flags for you because you were taking him back to his mother's house after a baseball game one night and you said something about, "Oh no, mommy said you don't want to stay at my house." And he just went quiet. Yes. He went quiet. Which, if anybody ever listens to our podcast would know, that's not something he does. He doesn't go quiet. No. Never. Mm-mm. He's always got something to say. He does. Yep. He does. But he didn't. No, And he so, didn't. at that point, you started to get a handle on what was really going on. Not fully, but you started, started to find the threads to, to unravel it. Yeah, I started to, to figure that out. I, I'm sure we'll all be really glad this is done when it's done for lots of reasons. Uh-huh. Now, I that mean, happened. That goes without saying. However, yes. I, I guess I, I'm just trying to lure it closer. You know, <laughs> and I mean, that 
that conversation that you had with him happened shortly after we had gotten back from Galley. All of this happened in January, right before we went to Galley. Yes. And that was when you hardcore isolated yourself from me. Yeah, I was being attacked on a constant basis. You were. How dare I go uh, on vacation? Uh, She hopes I have a good time because my son is having nightmares all night. So what we were doing at that point is you were going places and then I was also going places. I was taking him to aunties and taking him to grandmas and spending the night at each of those places. And And then after a little bit of that, I said, you know, I said this to you and my therapist, I've got to get him to our house. Mm Mm-hmm. Then I got him here for a little bit, and that's when she said, oh, he doesn't want to be at your house at all. Mm-hmm. So while the first time, though, I spent time with him at Auntie's house over by Grandma's, he stayed with, you know, I had to sleep by him because that's the space that, that is given to us. Yes. And he started moving around and mumbling and stuff. And I said, you know, just settle down and go to sleep. And he said, I have nightmares. And I said, you don't have to have nightmares. And I could hear him thinking. Yes. And, and I said, you just think about nice things that you like before you go to sleep and you won't need to have nightmares. And the nightmares went away. So that would pretty clearly indicate to me that she was playing into and enhancing his distress instead of helping him manage his distress. Right. And whether or not she was doing that on purpose or was doing it subconsciously doesn't matter because in my eyes, the job of the parent is to help the child learn how to manage themselves. Yes. And if you're not managing for them, they don't learn. Right. Which is why I said that to him. I'm like, well, that's unnecessary. You know? Let's not do that. Y- you think? You know? You think? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was definitely a I mean, because if he was having still having nightmares after I talked to him about it, then he could explain himself further. But he didn't. And... Over this whole process, it became clear at the school that he was also leaning harder and harder by the day into not-my-fault blaming behaviors and leaning on his diagnosis and on his situation was what the principal said, that he was... Well, his mother had said, and I'm sure he heard this, that she believed that the trauma he experienced... With me. With you was the cause of all of his problems. His bedwetting, his pants soiling, his fits, his throwing things. She's not considering that he was considered a bully in toddler daycare to the point where this is when we started doing therapy with him at three years old. And I started going with you to these appointments because I hadn't even moved in with you yet, but we were about to move in. Yep. And I was going with you to his therapy appointments. Well, yeah, he was the biter kid and he hasn't developed a sense of regulation. I think he has a clue right now that there is such a thing, which is really cool. It's totally awesome. Like he's finally reaching that point where he realizes that he could be controlling himself instead of just reacting to everything. Mm -hmm. He hasn't really started to engage with the actual process of making that happen yet, but baby steps. He's, He's considering it and he's, he's working on it. Like, the other day when he had a fit at me about something, he, he was when he calmed down, he was mad. He said, I should have controlled myself. <gasps> I know. Ah! And I said... I'm happy dancing over here. I said, um, well, that would feel better. And, you know, don't, don't make yourself mad over that now. Let's help you figure out how to control yourself sooner. Right. And so right now we're working on that because... That is so great. He needs it. Yeah. Uh, everybody needs that. <laughs> everybody needs him to control himself. Everybody oh, needs... you mean everybody needs to be able to control themselves, yes. All of us need some people to control themselves, but... 
Let's not get that. Let's not get that big. Yes, fair um, enough. So you know the the entire ecosystem of people who interact with our family and our child at this point are starting to see clearer and clearer that this is not working out very well for him, that he is starting to have some negative impact from the situation. Yeah. And, you know, all of us are having uh, problems from this situation because for six, going on six months now, we have been constantly separated from each other. Um, we have been in playing one way, musical houses. Yes. Yes. Uh, somebody has to leave every day. Yep. Me and him or you. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to have that be while the other kids are here now. But at the beginning, just getting them here, we had to do that. The other kids would come home from their dads and you would drop them off and go to grandma's or wherever. Mm-hmm. And number three child was starting to have a really hard time with that. She was. And so then I started sending her with her to, you to grandma's, which of course fixed everything for her. Oh, my The world goodness. was all better now. Oh, my goodness. Grandma. She loves grandmas. She loves grandmas. Not only is grandma uh, the typically spoilative grandma, but grandma is a crafter and a scrapbooker and has just boxes and boxes of these things that our little girl loves to use for crafting and engineering projects. And, and so we have started calling grandma's garage her happy place. Yes. If we can't find our child... Check she's, Grandma's Garage. Yes. Literally five or six blocks away. Yeah. And she might actually use them up. Oh, my God. Well, Grandma's Grand- just been saving them for, I don't know, Forever. Kingdom Come. Yes. So that was good. That was a good thing that she got to start going over there. And I wanted her to go over more often because mm-hmm. he was going there a lot. Yes. Because once his mother wasn't able to watch him all the time. Which, which is, is the so, inevitable thing that always happens. Yes, because he wasn't here. Then we started getting him here. And then she said, oh, no, he can't come there at your house at all. You have to go somewhere else with him. You, you know, you could come to my house. And I'm like, no. Uh, that but, was the other thing. Um, like she would try and get you over there and she would try and feed you and she would try and offer you things and try and get you to stay at her house. And, and it, my stomach was upset from the end of January through off and on through but probably like last month, uh-huh. you know, on a daily basis. Yes. Uh, le- less and less as we've gotten towards now. But uh, the first three months, I probably just, I could hardly eat. Uh, I was just too effing stressed. Right after she said he didn't want to come here at all, I thought, now we're really going to have the crescendo because that's the icing on the cake. That's that's going to end it. It's probably whipped cream and a cherry too, because that's not going to work for anybody. She has She will be worn out in no time. Exactly. Because she has major health problems and nobody can do that for that long with him. You and I have been parenting this kid full time for about six months at this point before she had come back. And we were seriously experiencing the stress of it. Because even though you and I can tag team, just between the two of us, it was still a lot. Well, and because at the end of the day, we have each other to talk to about whatever fucking thing he did. Yes. So the stress was never going down. No. And and I do have to say, that's the good thing at this point is his stress has gone down. That reactivity he had to you has dissipated. Mm-hmm. I said to you yesterday, instead of us always have having like him setting us on fire, we've got a fire break. Yes. All the brush is cleared out. So the experience of him going and staying with his mother again, but not being so isolated that he didn't have you available if he needed you, has 
helped him realize some things about our situation, I think, not consciously. Like he would still never like admit or verbalize these understandings that he's had, but he's been able to express and thereby release some of the stress he was experiencing about his mother coming and going and express and release some of the stress he was having about that internal conflict about being pleasant with me. And well, and he knew his mother was mad at you. Mm-hmm. And he easily gets mad at you. Oh, yeah. He so easily gets mad at everybody. A, it was a firestorm. And that's the other thing. Like, he started now targeting her when he's, you know, she's actually trying to parent him on occasion, which is kind of new, but a very welcome development. Yes. When she is not his typically permissive parent, he. Verbally- All of a sudden, she's a shit, too. So there. <laughs> I was going to say he is, I don't know if he is as verbally abusive to her as he has been to me. He doesn't have to be as verbally abusive to her. Because she's more reactive. She's more sensitive about it. You and I have developed tougher skin over a longer period of time, and she doesn't have any of that. So if he's even rude, she doesn't know what to do about that. And children are rude. They are. Yeah, so. So she makes him hang up his wet towel, or she makes him put away his shoes and... Well, and she she talked to him in a stern voice, and then he always tells you you're yelling at him. And that's when I want to yell. I'm ready to yell at that point. I want to yell. I'm not fucking yelling. Yes. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's not going to help. So I always keep no, my mouth shut. it's not. And but... I say, I am not yelling. I am talking to you sternly because I've already asked you six times to do the thing. And the thing that he did to her that really clarified in my head what was going on because I was starting to lose my sense of sanity. Like, did I hurt my kid and forget? Did I... Like when number one child thought maybe ate the cake and forgot? Yes. Like, (laughs) did I... Only worse, because cake is better. You know, have I been saying things? Because I will be the first one to acknowledge my communication skills are a little bit autistic. I am probably with my therapist going to pursue a diagnosis sometime soon. And I know that sometimes I can come off as what in a man would seem to be simply, you know, unemotional and logical. And in a female presenting person comes off as uninvested and insensitive and dismissive and derisive. Right. As our our Jesus friend said, if you were a man... This wouldn't be a problem. And that's what he told the government people who interviewed him about our situation. Because as all of this is happening, we're still trying to figure out if one of us is going to end up losing our jobs because the government thinks we were beating our kid. Right. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening!
there's something else making a sound. One of the neighbor's air conditioners. Probably. Sounds like the fan maybe for the downstairs bathroom or something. Oh, yeah, that might be it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Thank you, dear. Okay. Good. I like to look at you. Let's talk now before we run out of time. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. I remember the sequence of events... For once. I mean, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things don't stick in the memory, but... This one does. This one does. It's traumatic. Because... <laughs> <laughs>